0: The following podcast may contain spoilers, profanity, and views or opinions that may not be representative of the author's intent of the articles discussed. We don't always take ourselves or the subject matter seriously either. Listener discretion is advised.
1: The following is a Galactic Netcast production. For more, go to gncasts.com.
0: The Force is strong with us, and we hope it is strong with you. Welcome to another edition of the New Jedi Archives with Zach Hagenbusher and Ben Schultz.
1: Zach. Hello Ben
0: and hello Matt Gazette. Hello guys, you have returned, uh, which is a good thing because most people that we ask, "Hey, would you like to do this uh, again?" It doesn't really work out—at least not in my favor. <laughs> what do you <laughs> expect?
2: Joey, Joey comes back. That's true. Joey comes back. You just—I just don't have a lot going on
1: oh okay (laughs) thanks we
2: appreciate that we appreciate that it's either this or he's got to clean the gutters (laughs) yeah that's not happening
1: is this better than cleaning the gutters for the most part yeah excellent i mean i don't get to look over the fence into my neighbor's yard from here but it's all right i'm glad that we are better than cleaning gutters
0: and hopefully you listening believe that as well or Or are listening while you're cleaning gutters yeah either way uh, we are. This is the 51st installment of the New Jedi Archives. Thank you for coming on back. Uh, we are on Spreaker.com, the original home of this podcast. We are on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. Wherever you choose to listen to a podcast, you can probably find us there. And if you can't and you would like to, email us and we'll do our best to remedy that situation. At newjediarchives at gmail.com. Was that good enough for you, Ben? That works. Because in the past, you've criticized the fact that I have not been very communicative of our email address. You did not
2: mention uh, GNcasts.com.
0: Oh, my God. You're right. (laughs) We're on the Galactic Netcast website as well. I feel so bad
1: about that, actually. (laughs) GNcasts.com. I feel like I need to address the fans here. I listen to this podcast as well, right? I need to tell you I have searched this building high and low. For whatever that is beeping in the background and I cannot find and there it goes again as if to make no I didn't hear it that my time point. I didn't hear it that time yeah well you have hearing loss well so no well yeah. no our the microphone our microphones are usually not facing it directly right? listen I've heard it on every episode okay, okay. and if I've heard it with as much hearing loss from gunfire as I have others have heard it so okay. listen but
2: we, we haven't recorded every episode here so if you've recorded it on That's every true. episode right. maybe it's
1: following us i use yes i use every as, a, as a <laughs> whatever a generalization however i am on Only the case Sith i'm still looking <laughs> i'm still okay i'll take that uh i'm still looking for the beep i promise i'll i guess i'll narrow it down eventually maybe he'll find it i've we'll, taken batteries we'll out of out. every detector i can find in the That's house right. the, the house is gonna blow up now we won't know but if, if it doesn't they're gonna die of carbon monoxide poisoning so either I'm way on that anyway either way
0: uh so gentlemen what we have sat down to discuss today is a very broad topic and it this conversation will probably go every which way um the future of Star Wars in many ways. So this uh, is
2: different than our normal conversations and are right on track, Of course. bullet train every yep. time.
0: And you can never ever find an opportunity or an example of where we have ever gone off topic, ever. Uh, We're going to talk about where we would like to see the Star Wars franchise go from here. We we know, as a fact is known, that the Star Wars films will be taking a three year break after the release of The Rise of Skywalker later this year. Uh, Another Star Wars film is not slated until 2022 at about the same time period in December, which will, I believe, that it's also been confirmed that it is the first in the installment of films that are being produced by the Game of Thrones guys, uh, Benioff and Weiss. Sure. Um, And, (coughs) curiously enough, we have no news on the Ryan Johnson trilogy that was announced before The Last Jedi was even released. So who knows if that trilogy is even still happening, and maybe we can talk about that as well. Um, But first, I I just want to get your guys' uh, opinions of what you would like to see from The Rise of Skywalker. I mean, again, there's not a lot that we know about the movie concretely to this point, and we'll probably, Ben, you and I, will probably have this conversation again in December, when we when we know absolutely everything that we can know before the release of the film. Um, but this movie, in my opinion, seems to be a pretty blank slate. There, there's... <laughs> I mean, I I could have said that about The Last Jedi as well, but The Last Jedi took place directly after The Force Awakens, so all of those events connect with each other not very well, as Ben and I have discussed before, Um, but they they do connect with each other, and where the story goes from here, in my opinion, is pretty open-ended. I really think that they could take it anywhere, and they could find a justification for it, Um, which is really exciting. You know, it's... It's a very different thing. When Force Awakens was being released, we had this, well, we know that Han, Luke, and Leia, you know, did all of these things. We had this idea in our minds of what that future could be. And when the prequels were released, we knew while Darth Vader was Anakin Skywalker, he becomes Darth Vader. So that has to happen in these films. But I think with The Rise of Skywalker... We really don't know what what can happen what will happen what should happen I think all of those questions are completely out the window
1: yeah I agree uh, I also find it strange that you had mentioned we don't know or that the Ryan Johnson movie didn't connect very much with the uh, the force awakens I always pronounce that doesn't connect at all (laughs) (laughs) okay other than names of characters you can make that argument for sure Uh, (laughs) i hope that um in the future including the upcoming release we have listen there is license used with science and physics and everything in these movies right if you made a lightsaber that was possible of doing anything a lightsaber can do as soon as you turned it on everyone in the room would burst into flames right so we know there's license However, they need to start making space act like space, right? Or at least closer to space. Closer. You're not lobbing no, shots. I,
0: but I don't think that they should, because at this point, it's consistent. Right. We Throughout do have the Star Wars franchise for... that space works very differently
2: well, space, than real space. space works just like air in Star Wars.
1: Yeah, right. I agree. I'm just the glaring instances of, you know, oh, we're going to run out of fuel and they're going to catch us. Well, if they're not catching you now. Unless you hit something, you're going to continue at that speed in that direction forever. Right. Which Just means punch
2: it right they now will to never get as ever catch well, you. Well, but
1: the, the trouble with running out of fuel, obviously
0: there there'd be a lot more complications to that, but it's possible that their life support systems could shut down entirely, right? So sure. whether their ship is moving forward at that constant rate of speed or not,
2: so they haven't developed nuclear they still, technology? They still die. Like, right, like they don't have nuclear technology. Well, in I don't Star know, Wars Ben. I don't know. I'm just
0: bringing not. up that there are other potential complications to running sure, out of fuel, being, other than the simple travel th- being the path they're traveling is not on. one
1: of those issues. Okay, you know, sure. And I never thought of it. Where, hey, maybe their shields go down. Yeah, that would be a bad problem if somebody's lobbing shots at you.
0: Well, right, because we do see the shields get caught. You know, the 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 shots that they are lobbing are. They bounce off the shields and they're fine because at that distance, the right. shields are able to, you know, absorb whatever they're able to shoot at that long of a range.
2: Yep. Yep. Um, but yes, it seems sh- like a really big design flaw to run the engines on the same system you run the shields. Well, it's Star Wars, Ben. Seems like a big flaw to, uh, I don't
1: know, put a person in there to yank it into hyperspace instead of just looking at a droid and being like, as soon as we're clear, hyperspace this mf or straight through that hey, ship. Hey, grab that gold guy with the red armor. I don't know his name. He's a right. disguise. Can't even recognize
0: him. <laughs> there are a lot of problems with that scenario, which we have discussed at length. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. let's talk about the future, okay? Here's what we know. Sheev
2: Palpatine makes an We appearance.
0: know that Sheev Palpatine is back, and you had mentioned last week, last two weeks, Jer- last episode. Mm-hmm. Your reaction to that moment. I, I'm going to share my reaction to that moment. When I heard Palpatine laugh, it was a complete shock, right? Oh, I, yeah. I, I was watching the trailer in the live stream from Star Wars Celebration on my lunch break from work. Yeah. And I'm sitting in the Arby's drive-thru, and <laughs> and, the, and and I hear Palpatine's laugh, which of course I immediately recognized if Palpatine's laugh, and I thought, I laughed myself. I started audibly laughing I couldn't help it because I thought these people are fucked Yeah, (laughs) they are fucked (laughs) if they thought that the first order was a problem there is a brand new problem on your doorstep that whatever in whatever way he impacts the situation it's not good for you no it's not good for the heroes Uh, and this wherever they are I assume that they must be on the forest moon of Endor when they see that husk of the Death Star.
1: The, yeah, but I, I mean if it's... Depending on which way that chunk blew, it, right? What, what,
2: is there a reason it couldn't be on Yavin? Uh, the moon of Yavin? Yavin 4? Okay,
0: yeah. I guess you're right. I suppose it could be on Yavin mean, 4. I
2: just mean, I've agreed, and my thoughts have been that it was the forest moon of Endor too. but in theory, it could be Yavin one through however many moons right. you have and have? Yes, it
1: could be Avon four as well. and well. it could be whatever other large planet was in the system with Endor. Because if it got blown the opposite direction of that moon, whatever next gravity well is there would pull it right. in. Right. Right. So um, they're so, on a planet. We've got that nailed down. And, it, I mean,
0: it's heavily implied that it is in that wreckage that they would find Palpatine. But, again, we have no idea. So my question to both of you is, how would you
1: like to see Palpatine used in this film? I was terrified. I was watching it live as well, streaming, when Palpatine laughed and then the title card came up. I reacted as I explained last episode. But then I was terrified that they were just using it as a soundbite, right? Like throwing Vader breathing in at the end of Rogue One trailer or whatever it was and then the man himself walked out on stage yes, then and I was
0: like it goes back to the stage Ian McDiarmid is there in
1: red light behind him yeah and I mean I'm telling you every hair on my body stood up my spidey sense tingled <sighs> like it, it, it was everything I needed that day and every day since then that has been buoying my hope um, I'm not sure which way they're going to go with Palpatine I just hope whatever happens doesn't nerf him, neuter him, you know what I mean? I hope they don't give us a, a half-baked version of Palpatine that's, you know, uh, he's got a sharp tongue and that's about it. Right. Like Saruman at the end of the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Like, yeah, he's still got his sharp tongue, but he's got no,
2: he's impotent, you know?
1: Do you, Ben, I'd like your answer to that as well.
2: Well, my reaction first, I got a text from a friend of mine that said, the trailer for the new star wars movies out you gotta check it out right now it was me so i went just gonna
0: put that out there it was
2: me i went and checked out the trailer and then i bounced on the couch like a little girl who just got a pony for christmas <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and then i picked up my phone and i texted both of you Yep. and said was that sheev motherfucking palpatine i think that was sheev motherfucking palpatine and then I got answers back from both of you saying, yes, it was.
0: Ian McDermott <laughs> was on Ian the stage.
2: McDermott was on the stage. I was super excited. Um, I know we've talked about how Palpatine dies at the end of Return. Sure. Um, and I, Matt and I were talking about this before you got here. Um, I also remember Darth Maul dying at the end of Phantom right. Menace. Right. So I'm kind of hoping for Spider-Leg Palpatine.
0: So you, you think that, and, and I, I think I agree with you, it's absolutely possible that Palpatine survived the explosion, right, the the explosion that we saw happen in return, purely by hatred alone, because that's how Maul survived. Maul continued to exist in the galaxy and even survive on the desolate wasteland of Malakor's battlefield. Right, without being able to poop. Without being able to eat. Right? Without being, in theory, able to sustain himself in any way. Yep. With the exception of his hatred, of the force
2: keeping him alive. Vader does that too. I don't know if it's canon anymore, but he had the, where he is, the brief moments of hope and then can't breathe. Right. Because he's not channeling the hate. Right. I would love to see Palpatine come back. I would love to find out that, and I think this would be beautiful, that all the fucked up stuff in, uh, uh, the Last Jedi, the things that don't make sense to me, the reason they don't make sense is because I didn't realize just like everybody involved in the movie, that Sheev Palpatine has been pulling the strings behind this since Phantom Menace and we've been really watching the Sheev Palpatine story.
0: Well, we have been in theory. I mean, that that's we've, well, right, discussed, but, we've discussed this before and I don't know if we've done it on Mike but I came to the recent realization that The Phantom Menace narratively right people argue that movie doesn't matter at all like for someone new to Star Wars You don't they don't have to see the Phantom Menace to understand what's going on in the larger story And my argument to that is sort of almost Except that the reason why we're seeing that this is our entry point into the story is because it is the first move of Palpatine's plan the fact that he is able to manipulate the Senate into making him the Supreme Chancellor, that is a major development that you cannot ignore. And if you are saying that the Star Wars saga is really the Chief Palpatine story, yes, I agree with you. That well, move, that
2: movie, and that the reason why that movie is important would play into that. But well, I, I think that and like everybody else, I thought the Emperor was dead at the end of Return. I think it would be really nice if they brought him. If they bring him back, like Matt said, we can't have him neutered. If we bring him back, we. I need him to have been manipulating things. I need him to have a plot. I need him to be somehow using everybody. Snoke was a puppet. Um, you know, I. I need him to be Emperor Palpatine. Well, if this, he's not going to be Palpatine, don't bring him back. In canon, uh.
1: Palpatine was feeling the call of the dark side from unknown space. Okay. So he had sent Thrawn and Vader and other people to look for this call of the dark side or what was calling to him, but never turned up anything, or at least not yet. We've seen people survive from incredible falls in the, in this series, right? Even Obi-Wan getting kicked off the feed power generator platform or whatever. That man falls a long way to shrug it off. Sure. All right. Darth Maul falling down the power generator chute that they have no Cut rails around two. for some Cut reason. In two. Cut into. Cut into. Star
0: Wars isn't big on safety. It no, n- no. Never, there never hasn't been.
1: <laughs> Luke falling through They're Cloud City and me. landing perfectly in a water slide. Right. right? Intending to die. Yeah. <laughs> Intending to die. The yeah. so one person trying to die <laughs> in Star Wars gets
2: saved by a conveniently <laughs> placed I, I, I know. Flow.
1: So Let's say Palpatine survives the Death Death Star, fall, and blast, so on and so forth. Knowing that he just lost his apprentice, right? Gets in his little ship, which I'm hoping is cooler than a solar sailor. Makes his way to the unknown regions. Finds Snoke. Manipulates Snoke. What's the next best thing to Vader? You know, Luke didn't fall. Right. But I bet that kid will. So, here would be my question then.
0: The reason why I would think that they may not that may not be the way that things play out. In sources like Star Wars Battlefront 2 we see that Palpatine had these robots essentially these droids. That, sentinel droids right, or whatever right, they were yeah, called. Sentry yes. sentinel that or something. After his death there was a, well his quote unquote death, right? There was a plan in place for the Empire. For the people that were loyal to the Empire, all the officers and such. There's a, there's a backup plan in case I were to come out of power. There's still a power structure, there's still and in fact, there's recordings of him. His face is projected onto the face of these bodies, and he gives orders to these people from beyond the grave. Right? Sure. Yep. If he was the one manipulating Snoke the entire time, why why wouldn't he just come out and do it himself?
2: Because then they don't see the threat. He's already been the threat. He's already been the threat. If if Palpatine walks back on stage, he becomes the threat again. Right. And Luke is still out there. Oh, and, sure.
1: And you just had your two biggest guns blown up by the rebels. Right. So instead of still trying to stay the threat, and you know all they're doing is gathering momentum and fan the rebellion i'm saying they're they're gathering a momentum by destroying your two big guns now everybody's thinking they can have a piece of you so you go all right piss on it fake my death i'm just gonna pull the strings from behind the uh curtain here and that makes sense because in the
0: republic that comes out right the new republic that doesn't last for very long you know it comparatively speaking like 20 minutes, only 30 like 30 yeah like 30 years right uh in that new republic the first order was not taken seriously by most people. Correct. And I th- I think that I can't believe I didn't see it myself, I guess before I asked the question, if Palpatine himself had been the face of that first order from the get go, obviously it becomes a major
1: threat that has right. to be dealt with. Immediately. And, and how could how could they amass such a large I'm gonna use the word army, but I don't mean the the physical bodies and people. I mean the materiel the guns, the ships, the helmets, the shoes, the, just the amount of stuff that they had amassed in 30 years, you're telling me nobody noticed somebody's still cranking out Star Destroyers? Right. F- for no reason? Well, it's not illegal to crank out a Star Destroyer. I understand that. But if you had every 10 Star Destroyers, you go
2: stash one of them over there. Or somebody's somebody's building a lot of Star Destroyers. Oh, yeah, my uncle makes Star Destroyers. We don't know who's buying all of them or worse. My uncle makes Star Destroyers. Matt Fazette bought the first 300 off the lot and bought everyone else since then. You think somebody would be like, oh, that's probably not good.
0: By the way, I just realized that the Star Wars galaxy is (laughs) the most weapon centric place of all time. Yes, because we've never seen anyone get stopped by a lawman. Why do you have that gun? No, no. You're, you people carry weapons openly wherever they go. Common passenger craft can have weapons attached to them, and there's
2: not an eyelash, uh, there's not an eyelash batted. Nope. Yeah, it's just a thing. The other thing is while we're talking, you said uh, Palpatine fell down the hole, and there was the explosion. Maybe he got into a ship. What if that flash we saw from the thing was the world between worlds opening?
1: You never know, well, I guess. Because he's, did he's you ever notice of- the explosion goes both ways? Like, if for some reason, when I watch it, it looks like it goes out and then sucks back in with it equal... It does. No, it does. It does come back in.
0: Yeah. So, I mean,
1: it I'm not be. a physicist. You're, you're right, but-
0: Ben, because he has been studying the world between worlds. Now, the, again, I'm just trying to play devil's advocate here. I don't think we've... It's been documented that Star Wars... The films are meant for a wider audience, right? right? Even though we are nerds who consume every piece of the media that we sure. can get, yep. there's a large section of the Star Wars viewing population that does not. They, no. oh, they only watch the films. I'm, if I'm you were no longer
1: a 12 to 15 year old right. child. Yeah.
0: If you were to bring the world between worlds into the actual Star Wars films at this point, at the last piece of the saga, I feel like you probably would confuse a lot of people. But we are Hell, I mean, There were people who were confused What if you were already brought the world between worlds but, but I'm saying there were people who were confused that Darth Maul was alive and Solo, right? There was right. a, a large, in fact, I even got a message from one of my friends who said, so where does Solo take place? Like, would, would Han Solo, Han Solo would have to be way older old, than yeah. everybody else. I'm like, no, no, Darth but, Maul survived, he's alive, you know, all of that. But now, what
2: if they've already introduced the world between worlds, Zach? In what fashion? Oh, hang on, let me let Matt make his point, because okay. I spoke over him, I I was I just...
1: Um, boy, if Matt can remember his point, that'd be rad. Uh, <laughs> with mentioning Darth Maul survived, and and you saw him, I'm not going to call it a cameo, but let's face it, as a little blip in Solo. But if you introduce something like the World Between Worlds, how much of that do you think would increase consumerism? Consumerism, Consumption of... I would hope that it would. Books and comics and magazines. And, and, and Rebels, and, yeah. which is where the majority of that lore I really, place. really want to find out more about this. And obviously you're going to have You know, your passive fan who went to the movie and was like, I don't know, whatever. So the emperor survived. Okay, is he was he the bad guy before? Like, yeah. All right. Right. But
0: then you then you ultimately invite the criticism of fans who are like, you use the world between worlds. Uh, What the hell even is that? And by the way, total cop out. Right. Well, even though we would be like, well, no, this is an established piece of the lore a a movie critic which is really what Disney is looking to appease so that they can get that 90 plus percent rating on Rotten Tomatoes and get people to go watch their movie they
1: are going to be wary of that sort of thing my trepidation with that is that you have something needs to be said about doing fan service I agree right like in Endgame spoilers everybody when Sam Falcon says on your left right Pure fan service. Of course. Yep. Pure fan service. Did it really affect anybody that didn't see it? No, it didn't. But it was awesome for those of us who were like,
2: oh shit, oh, he said on shit, your left from right, The Winter right.
1: Soldier. Right. Obviously, that's much less of a plot point than there's a world between worlds, the man who fell into the Death Star that exploded survived. But to some degree, if you have to use it as a plot point, you just got to put it out there because it furthers the story. Okay Maybe not what's best for business But what's best for
2: the story (laughs) Finally Finally for once would be nice Right But we've already connected Ray and uh, Kylo We haven't explained how that happened World Between Worlds would explain that Uh, How? Well maybe that's the power that was being channeled to connect them Because they were traveling over that distance It would also explain uh, the way Luke was able to project himself both of those could be functions of the world between worlds. We it wouldn't take much of a narrative
1: blip or a narrative explanation by Ray saying I was reading the sacred texts, and they talk about this world. They right. talk about this world that you know it can connect minds and it can you know let you appear places you're not really at and blah 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 blah. And blah. look through time. Yeah. So what? it wouldn't be that much of a leap to bring it up, I guess. Right. It wouldn't
2: be hard to short it in short order. And you have her reading the text about it and have a picture of the father, son, and daughter, which were the gateway symbol in Rebels and were from Mortis. Uh, And that would be huge fan service. And now it's connected. And now you explained. Especially if you showed the father as the mosaic prime
1: Jedi or that design on his robe or the whole design behind them or whatever to try
2: and or, or somehow tie show that movie a picture into that uh, you, you show the opening you've got the the little puddle with the prime jedi behind it and as the water ripples you notice that the prime jedi in the center ages to be the father and you see the silhouette of the son and daughter in the black and white sure fan serve or you explain it in the crawl or you explain it <laughs> in the fucking crawl. <laughs> the crawl. There you go. <laughs> That'd, That'd work. Crawl. You know that explanation before the movie? Yeah. Put you mean, in the you mean the one that didn't explain how the First Order conquered the entire <sighs> universe in a week? Yeah. Well, they yeah. didn't, Ben. That's that's why they didn't
0: explain it, because they hadn't actually done it. To that
2: no, point. though. They had, like, two outposts they hadn't quite taken yet. No. Because that was all explained in a video game. And no, that was one of my big things. I remember complaining about it. I think it was Matt who's like, hey, it was in the video game. And yeah. I'm like, it was in Battle- I fucking play the game? It was huh? in I'm Battlefront 2 gonna- where it said that the whole fleet was
1: just waiting for the moment to pounce, and they all jumped into each of their systems at the same time. Right. Well, if you were making a master evil plan,
2: yes, that would be how I would oh, do yeah, it. But that, the, my point is they had no problem introducing that plot element with no explanation. With no explanation in the movies. Right. Because remember, when we left off, the good guys won. Everything's hunky-dory. And and zero time had passed because we left off with Ray holding out the lightsaber. We picked up with Luke taking it from her. Well, no, I mean in between six and seven.
1: As far as we knew, the good guys had won. Hey, everything in the galaxy is back to normal. Right. 30 years later, and again, the time frame is tough. 30 years later, you're telling me somebody was able to crank out all of this material with nobody noticing and then just show up now you mentioned avengers which is i think
0: important to this conversation as well because that is another disney vehicle correct right that they have masterfully rolled out Mm -hmm. that's why when the argument comes up of quote-unquote star wars burnout i i turn around and i say you are you're a fucking idiot. Because look at what Marvel has done. There is no burnout in Marvel. There is none. In fact, you could argue the complete opposite. The final chapter—well, not say final, but the the penultimate chapter to this point, Avengers Endgame—is the most money-making movie of all time worldwide. Like that is a fact. And that movie plays on fan service to a large degree. Plays on your knowledge of previous plot points, but the one way in which it does divert from this conversation is that the plot point that we're talking about, the world between worlds, is introduced in what I think you would consider to be side content, which would be Star Wars Rebels. Now, in my opinion, Star Wars Rebels is just as legitimate as any of the films because it was broadcast, it was presented to a wide audience, I think and, it's more
2: legitimate than some of the films.
0: Right, exactly. It has a very, very tight story, and it is masterfully produced. I love that show. Same as The Clone Wars. I don't have an opinion on Resistance yet, because I, as of this recording, I don't have it in my possession. But it, that I love that series. Where Avengers Endgame is playing off of plot points already established in films in sure. which have present which is which have been presented on the stage of this is a marvel movie. So that would be where I would be I would think Disney would be hesitant
2: to pull something in. But they've brought elements into the movies that were from the TV shows.
0: They have. But well they didn't scream they referenced them, but they weren't major plot points, and they didn't screen them out. I know. I know what you're saying. Like, for example, like the, the Jarvis that they used in Endgame is the same Jarvis from Peggy Carter, like or from Agent Carter. Right. I know that. Right. I know that because
2: I know the <coughs> reference. But,
0: but they didn't. They didn't say. The hydra, and by the way, Jarvis the hydra is infiltration
2: this. of Shield really takes place in Agents of Shield. Sure. And that's really, it's the main plot of Winter Soldier, but that's really developed in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. But they make it clear in Winter
0: Soldier that it had been happening the whole time, and this is it coming to fruition. Right, I, but I don't think that's too far of a stretch for people to accept. No,
1: and with Marvel burnout, or Star Wars burnout, every Marvel movie gives you a different flavor, right? Iron Man. Billionaire, playboy, from philanthropist. Thor, God of Thunder. Ant-Man and Wasp, bumbling idiot, stumbles backwards into a superhero suit. Sure. So you have drastically different things happening in the same universe, planet, whatever you want to call it, planet okay. for most of it. With Star Wars, while you can have endless planets, I feel like there are certain bench points that are suddenly having to be hit. Oh, I need a bar scene with a bunch of weird alien bastards standing around. I need some sort of chase, some, you know, fast paced action thing. I need the hero to come out of nowhere. They would have to deviate from the norm. Give me a Grand Admiral throng. Give me a Darth Bane. Give me these things that are divergent yet parallel to the plot. The problem is the amount of people that are going to be happy to see that, you know, uh, Parallel, but still running in the same direction are less than the amount of people that are going to go, well, I didn't see a lightsaber and nobody, I didn't see a lightsaber fight. And nobody used the force. Right. And, right. You
0: and you that, that ultimately, I think is going to be, we've already seen it as a problem with, with Star Wars. And I think, unfortunately, we're only going I don't know, to Rogue see it.
2: One didn't have a, well, they had. That Darth Vader. Yeah, that was really cool, but. For the most part, that followed the story of people who were not force users. No well, d- no, but that—that's not what I'm saying. So, it did, but you
1: didn't get that fan frenzy of Ugh, "It's the new Star Wars! I can't wait!" They were just like, eh, "I'll get around to seeing it." It was established, right? They called it Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Right. It was well
0: established by Disney beforehand. This is not the continuation. This is not Episode Eight. This is a side story. If right. you want to watch it. Come watch it. I'm sure you'll have a good time. It fluffs a lot up of the main did. story. Yes, it fluffs up the main story, and I think a lot of people enjoyed it. Where, But it's ultimately connected to that main story. Yeah, and right, because it's
2: episode 3.5? Yeah, 3.5.
0: 4, point nine, 9, 9, yeah. 9. 3, 3. 9 <laughs> We tracked that ship with my eyes. <laughs> yes. Uh, I think that that is a problem, unfortunately, that Star Wars is going to run into because... Uh, comic books have existed for a long long time. Yep. And it took a while. It took a long time for people to be okay with the idea of a comic book movie reinterpreting a comic book hero. There are there are so many the X Men. I, I distinctly remember even myself feeling that fanboy rage, right? The idea of, well, that's not how Cyclops powers work. And where is Gene? Why is Gene Gray doing this? Right. Blah, 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 right? All of those things. It took a long time for now. The MCU has redefined that idea of this is okay. Right. This is not. We're not trying to say that this is how you should look at these heroes. We're saying this is how we're looking at this story. We're borrowing elements from the already established comic books, but this is a different world for a different audience. Accept but, it or but don't. But it
1: was advertised much differently too.
0: Right. Right, well, you're
1: looking at ads and trailers made for us fanboys versus ads and trailers that look like a fun
2: action movie and it just happens to be Iron Man. Sure, you know. Well, the the other thing is real comic book fans shouldn't have felt that outrage right. because in canon, in Marvel there are multiple worlds Well, and the comic book world is Earth 616, the Marvel uni- Cinematic Universe I don't know that number off the top of my head I'm not quite that level of nerd
0: but there was, my point Ben, was there was a time, I'm not saying that time is now right? but there was a time at the dawn of these superhero films of the Supermans, the Batmans and, and but such Star and so Wars forth. already
2: had that time
0: Well, hang on, I'm getting there. There was a time when all of those things that you were introducing, people were going to the comic book movie expecting their favorite comic book story to be played out on screen as it was in the comic books. And that's not what they got, and there was pushback to that. The difference here being, Star Wars is not an adaptation. Star Wars is a completely original creation from film, and it will continue to be a completely original creation, but we've already seen it with The Last Jedi and with The Force Awakens to a degree. There, There is already a preconceived notion by many, many consumers of this product of what that product is and what that product is allowed to be. And unfortunately, I think it will take a long time. Hopefully we get there where the the general public the mass star wars loving person is able to go to a rogue one to a solo and say i'm totally open to this whatever they put on the screen if it makes sense great it's a fun story and i'm ready to accept it that it it is cool but we're not at that point yet with star wars and i think that that will affect the films going forward or at least the decisions that the filmmakers will make
1: going forward. And it's going to restrict us. It's going to restrict what we get. I think we're not at that point yet because the films have mattered so much to so many people. It reminds them of better days. It reminds them of when I was a child. It reminds
0: them of anything.
1: Yes. They matter so much to so many that now when they're going to see these, the new ones 30 years later, yeah, you know what? Life isn't the same. And you're going into into it remembering how you felt when you were a kid watching it and expecting to have that feeling delivered to you again. Right. That ain't happening. Because when you were a kid sitting in your underoos building a couch cushion fort and didn't have dick to worry about, yeah, you could get wrapped up in a universe and taken away and taken for the ride. But when you're worried about paying a medical bill or a car payment and a mortgage and my washer broke and my lawnmower just took a shit, that guy with a laser sword is a lot less... uh, He draws you in a lot less.
2: Uh, The fact that we're doing this podcast right now disagrees with that. (laughs) We are not average. That's true. We are not the general public. But here's the thing that I think that we're forgetting, because I actually think Star Wars has already had that moment, that backlash. When was it? When they got rid of the expanded universe. Because what you're talking about is backlash from hardcore fans. The fans who hear a character named Mara in a trailer and want that to be Mara Jade. No, but well, I, it, I
0: would disagree with you because my father is someone I would consider a very casual Star Wars fan. He's seen every Star Wars movie. Um, his initial reaction to Solo was not positive. In fact, well,
2: Solo's not. nobody's reaction to Solo should be positive.
0: <laughs> oh, shots fired. But uh, I, what I mean by that is they were presenting him with a story that at the time he simply wasn't interested in. And he decided halfway through the movie to stop watching it because he didn't care about what was going on on but screen because it was different than what he was expecting. See, they
2: don't have to
1: make a solo movie. There's two kinds of hardcore fan. There's the hardcore fan that's going to walk outside, climb on his soapbox, and say, that's not what I expected. Right? There are a lot of those, and so we've I, seen them. That isn't what I had written in my head. That isn't the picture that I had in my head. Sure. And then claim to be a hardcore fan. Or you have fans like me who I... Listen, I have life-size mannequins of Darth Maul and Yoda in my home. I think I qualify as hardcore. You know what I expect from a Star Wars movie when I walk into it? A seat, sound
2: and picture, right? And a crawl. Those are my expectations. No, not oh, even no, a crawl. No, yeah, I was going to say Solo and Rogue One both don't <laughs> have a crawl. But here's here's the thing that, that I'm saying. Yes, if you tell a Solo, if you tell a movie, if you have a Solo movie, you are bringing in with you the Han Solo baggage. But you can tell Star Wars stories that don't rel- that have nothing to do with the saga. Right. right. If you want to tell a Star Wars story fresh, get the fuck out of this 100-year span. Well, Or even do in this 100-year span, but have nothing to do with what's going on in the saga films. Right. Do a story about bounty hunters hunting a, a bounty that we've never heard of before, and you're not going to get fan backlash. You turn chewbacca into a fucking cannibal and yeah you're gonna get some fan backlash you turn around and say uh, and I actually read somewhere on a tangent note that makes me hate solo slightly less but anyway you uh, tell me that Han Solo helped found the rebellion and he's a good guy at heart and always does the right thing and you completely change that character from the character I saw in episode 4 and yeah you're gonna get backlash from the fans for that But if you turn around and tell a story that we have no expectation of or even tell a good story with a character that we do have expectations of, but that character lives up to those expectations, how many criticisms have you seen of Admiral Thrawn's portrayal in Rebels? None. Right. Because they do him well. And so if you did that, if you'd handle those characters well and you tell a story that we haven't seen before, then I think you'll do just fine.
0: I I think... I made this point several times. I'll make it again for posterity's sake. Uh, if Ryan Johnson had made The Last Jedi with completely different characters, I think it would have been received in a much different fashion. Granted, there are still parts of that movie that straight up don't hold up, don't make sense. Well, but... The to, idea of Luke Skywalker and Leia Organa being right. involved with this story—if you—if you allow Ryan Johnson—if you, which they in theory are going to slash, were going to do—if you allowed him to take a completely original story and make it Star Warsy—I'm sure he could do that. Sure. Then I'm sure it would be
1: entertaining. Right. And well, I would be fine with that. The thing with uh, the Ryan Johnson film just the intrigue of dj showing that these people are selling weapons to both sides you could have taken 40 minutes and explored that angle my issue with the solo story ben brought up i understand who han solo is i know where he ends up you don't have to tell me every fucking thing I know about Han Solo right. in one movie. Right. You don't have to show me where he came from. That was pretty rad. I appreciate mm-hmm. that. You don't have to, here's how he met Chewbacca. Here, he plays Sabak. He, he met Lando. He gets on the Millennium Falcon. He does the Kessel Run. He does... Like, listen, we get some of it, okay? You don't need to shove all... Because really, at the end of the day, you just gave me a PowerPoint presentation set to music. Right. The
0: most interesting things about Solo are the things that we didn't already know. Right. The most interesting things about Solo are, oh, L3. And she's and her brain, her navigation computer, is a permanent piece of the Millennium Falcon from that film going forward. That's interesting. I like that. His relationship with Kira, and frankly, the character of Kira, I thought was really well done. And I would love to see more from that character. And I would love to see how that... How that story develops. I don't know if we I ever will. I know how that will. story develops. How's that? It's Ray's mom. Whoa. Brown whoa. Chicken, <laughs> okay, hang on whoa. a second. Drop, drop.
2: Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> what if Han is actually a Skywalker all along? That Incest. Would, yeah, incestually? Well, I've seen Empire. Incest is not a problem <laughs> no, in the Star God, Wars I don't my. think...
1: It's but, a stretch to say that Han, as we mentioned last two weeks ago, was a passive force user. Had because the man's the luckiest man in the in the galaxy, right? Or unluckiest, depending on which way you know he gets often unlucky and then very lucky to get out of right. it. He calls it luck, and in Obi Wan's experience, there's no such there's thing no as such luck. thing
2: as luck. But he doesn't have a. Up until this point, Solo has been his family name. The Solo family were royalty on Corellia. At one point in the expanded universe legends legends doesn't happen anymore right I know it now happen the anymore. solo name <laughs> is a chosen name. right now solo is just what the, it's it's hot Solo was effectively solo. John Doe yeah right John so, Q taxpayer right he could be anyone from anywhere anybody you know what I mean? and nobody I mean his father doesn't have to be somebody important but he could be Sheev Palpatine's son, for all we know. So let, I'd rather him be no one. Let's go. Well, I, And I'm fine with him being no one. Let's go back to this, because it's
0: funny you mentioned somebody being no one, right? That was a, a large point of The Last Jedi, trying to establish the idea that Rey doesn't have to be connected to anybody important. She can be no one and still be important herself. Well, yeah. I mean, but Force users have to start somewhere. But you're saying that you act... Do you actually believe that Kira
1: is Ray's mother it's a possibility right I mean they didn't show every second of her being back together with Han they could have ran into the coat closet knocked one out quick before Scarface showed up but that that timing wouldn't work out correctly because that movie Maul's takes daughter.
0: place that movie it's takes place daughter. seven years yes,
2: Ray and Kira what? or, or uh, Ray, uh, Kira and Maul and that's who Ray's parents are but Maul would have been dead no he's not he was alive Ray was born oh, yeah, 10
0: years after the events of Return of the Jedi. She's yeah, 19 years old, 20 years old. That's Kylo enough Ren for... is like 29, almost 30, because he was conceived basically on the night of the
1: celebration <laughs> right, on Endor. <right>. But, <laughs> but he was conceived to the Nub Yub
2: side. Yeah, that's right.
1: Leia and Han hit that rough patch. Han made for it, got back together with Kira hell that could be awesome if you somehow if that would appease
0: a lot of people making han solo her father after all right that would Han appease doesn't a lot know of people.
1: han doesn't know but he has an idea he has an inkling but because they, he, she he, th- she feels that you know you feel that connection anyway um and let's face it the ship they showed drop ray off was not the ship of a couple of drunkards no. That was a fine, shiny, fancy-looking ship. Right. And where better to drop her off than a backwater, nowhere planet that no one's coming or going from? Right.
2: Desert planets with two suns are where you drop orphans in the Star Wars universe. We're, we're getting into
0: something uh, that's a bit of a sensitive topic, so I just want to forewarn people that I'm going to bring this up. I think that would add a lot of nuance to the, to the Kira character. Sure. If she winds up becoming Rey's mother, the idea that Han never knew that she was pregnant she carried the child to term and then only after a couple of years had her along and decided she didn't want her along anymore maybe out of her own safety right? maybe trying to protect her
2: Black Sun and Golden Dawn are having a big fight after Maul dies Kira takes over Crimson Dawn
0: right because even though Kira is a cutthroat person who is willing to kill Dryden Voss to become the head of Crimson or to become one of the main lieutenants of crimson dawn dryden voss was not her child right she's still a mom right and the idea that she would not be so detached her relationship with with han would mean enough to her that she would frankly she wouldn't get an abortion she would allow the child to be born she would raise the child to a degree until a certain amount of danger would present itself to her based off of her past Right that she would have
1: to abandon it and she always meant to come back for her but something happened she ended up dead
2: in a Jakku desert and her parents were a bunch of drunks <laughs> Yeah and her
1: mother could be dead in a pauper's grave Right because generally if you kill a gangster you throw him in the desert you don't give him you know a 21 gun salute and a nice tomb and everything Right Hmm. I like this. This comes together nice. It's possible. It's certainly possible. So you had asked earlier what we want to see from the Star Wars. The Star Wars. This is my first time talking. (laughs) Yes. Now now that we're moving off of the Skywalker saga, which you said it
0: yourself, we need to get away from this time period. I agree with you. I think we do. But the the,
1: where do we go?
0: Uh, I I, I
1: think there are a lot of places to step one, write the story first then cut it into pieces and see if you want to
2: make one, two, three, five, ten movies out of it. Right, mm. I agree. Step two is not cut it up. Step two is get uh, Big Dave to approve it. That's, that's Dave oh, Filoni. That's yeah. true, Dave Filoni, <laughs> you yeah. gotta get it Big yeah. Yeah. Dave once, once Big Dave says, yeah, that's a good story, then cut it up and see how many movies but you I've, want to But I've make.
1: seen, uh, there are um, artistic experiments and shows where you have many artists of many different styles draw on one canvas. And while it's neat for us to look back and go, oh yeah, you can see this guy's style here, you can see this guy's style there, and it kind of looks like this thing. Well, unless one artist is trying to be the artist before him or trying to be the artist in front of him, you're going to end up with essentially what looks like a disjointed, clearly devised one big picture. Right. If you don't have that overarching story of where this is going, I feel like that's what you end up with you end up with The Force Awakens next to The Last Jedi and going, what in the hell happened? Sure. Did no one watch this thing and go, um, "Like I, f- I feel like Ryan Johnson was just like, hey, Kathleen, it's done. No, yeah, yeah, it's done. No, it's fine. No, just, it's fine. We'll it's just yeah, ship trust, it. It's fine. Trust me. We're done. And she went, yeah, fuck it. All right. I'll yeah. see it on premiere night. Right.
0: You know, because. I don't know. She seemed to be pretty confident about it going in everyone did i mean granted it is a a, a chapter of their flagship saga so they're going to be positive yeah, about she it in the watch press it. she didn't watch you it. you don't think she watched it at all
2: nope i don't think so why did, who Why you watch
1: the movies before it, i think what she watched was the expensive scenes because that's what she had to justify Okay, and didn't see them strung together and try to make a story out of so it.
0: So why would they greenlight a trilogy? Because it wasn't just one movie. The idea was that Ryan Johnson was going to write and direct a three films, three interconnected films. Why would they greenlight that before the debut of the
2: film? Because right. they saw before. the expensive things and went oh, my God, this looks amazing, and they screened those expensive shots for Star Wars fans who went, oh, my God, that looks amazing. You can't tell me if you just saw, with no context context whatsoever, Luke Skywalker walking out in front of those big ATATs ats that you would not fanboy out. Sure. Or and, that fight scene with uh, Kylo and Rey and the Praetorian guards. Sure. And I, I
1: can't say that after any executive on any level would watch the film see the reactions and go can we sign that guy to more movies you know what i mean uh, let's give him three more maybe he's a great person to work with and he's a hell of a guy i mean i got nothing against him personally there's a lot of stuff i liked about force awakens well some stuff a couple of things yeah last jedi there was a there's a couple of things i liked about the last jedi and hey, maybe he'd do great on his own trilogy, but notice he's writing the whole thing. Right. You don't have separate writers, and I know that the original saga had, you know, writers to it, but there was one guy going, this is where the story's going. Exactly. You know, they, they now, had... Now, he changed his
0: mind a couple of times about where that story was going to go, but he was the arbiter.
1: You're but right. But if you, if you look at the Marvel MCU as an example, you have Kevin Feige, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Right, Blame goes uphill and he's standing at the top. And I don't think anybody that watched those 11 years worth of movies or 10 years, whatever it was, and then watched Endgame, I look at it as just a, a movie fan and go, I'm, I'm never going to see that again. No, never. I'm never going to see 22 films over 11 years all tied up with a pretty little bow. Hell, we never, yes, we never thought
0: hole. that we were going to see the first Avengers. Right. The idea of the first Avengers film was a complete like... I can't believe you're
1: even attempting to do that. Well, remember, and I've I've liked comic books and geeky stuff for as long as I can remember, the Avengers were not the A-Team. No. The Avengers were not where Marvel would have started. They would have started at the X-Men. Which is what they did, technically. I mean,
0: Marvel Pictures didn't, but the right. other film studios, right. Fox and Sony
1: respectively, saw the X-Men, saw Spider-Man, and they started there. Yeah, but I'm saying if, if Feige and this current team had had a blank slate, you would have been starting with Professor X yep. and Magneto. That's what that's, you would have got. But, that's but what sells. the film.
0: But the film rights were held by other studios, correct. and they had to go about it a different
1: Until way. Correct. Now. So you got the Avengers, which for me, growing up as a kid, the Avengers were always my favorites because, well, let's face it, I like the stuff nobody else likes, just to be contrary, contrarian, whatever it is. Uh, uh, so you're the, a hipster in that way.
2: Uh, oh. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm going to let that one one slide. Okay, all right, all right. I'll Um, I'll tread lightly. (laughs) But I I think that's where the Star Wars universe, to its own benefit, needs to find, or if you're going to say, I want to make this multi-part picture, I want to make a trilogy, I want to make five, whatever it is. First off, get off this timeline. You can't do it where the characters are old characters. You can't do it a la, you know, Luke, Leia, Han, Chewie because everybody kind of just wanted to see their characters continued and we're wondering well, who are these new people oh like she can just be born on a desert planet and somehow have mastery over the force yeah like happened 30 years ago oh, right right like we've, we've already that. seen you remember those movies you liked so much same fucking movie twice over yes uh so i think maybe right, right. maybe let's jump 100 years 200 years Whatever. Let's have a significant enough time jump that these people we're watching now are dead and gone, and so are their relatives and their grandkids, and we can start here. Give me the crawl text to catch me up, right? Because in '77 we had a crawl text to catch us up through nine. Well, hang years on. Of history. Hang on. Honest, actually,
0: I I do. I'm not trying to take you off your point. I'm just saying I kind of disagree with the idea of having crawl text. I actually think the idea of keeping the crawl text exclusive
1: to the Skywalker saga is important. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm like I said before, I'm neither here nor there on a crawl. But just give me a time gap and let me know that one man is at the helm, at least. Doesn't have to be the head writer, doesn't have to be the director, doesn't have to be the EP. Just put him in a position that one man or a woman one man let's specify yes yeah man woman something somewhere in between one human being one human being there we go perfect Uh, whenever or
2: near human i guess (laughs) whenever
1: whenever i have a medical form that asks me for race i select other and write human um breaking news a dog person has just been hired a (laughs) a shapeshifter um just give me one human being on top that has the overarching story in their head that way good bad or in between i can be like that person fucked it up or that person knocked it out of the park sure but when i look at it and go well disney by committee and with a bunch of other people who had interest in it kind of you know let it slide and this is what we ended up with well Jesus, just give me the corporate notes on the meeting then. Right. you know. He, here's big another... Dave, so it sounds big, like Dave's Dave
0: approved. on our
2: Big Dave Approved. Big Dave Approved. Yeah, Matt likes our Big Dave Approved idea. Promote
0: Dave Filoni to head of Lucasfilm. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I would like to see... This is a trend, I, re, I mean, really in Hollywood that I have a problem with, but it has also bled its way into Star Wars. We know from the outset that Benioff and Weiss
1: are making three films. Yep. Like at least three. Well, are they going to make three or are they going to make like two and a half and then just kind of phone in the... Well, I
0: don't, I, 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 good question. I guess we'll find out. But in theory... Two and theory, a half
2: and
1: phone it in if history says anything. In
0: theory, right. they're making three films, right? We already know that. What I would like to see is do not tell me that you expect it to be a trilogy. Make a fucking good film. Make right. a fun story. Right. right. And if it plays out well and if people like it, then make your fucking next movies. That's how Star Wars or, was born, or, or plan kind of.
1: or plan that shit anyway. Well, but right. make me excited when it's like, oh fuck, part two is coming up. Right, oh, exactly. That, you know, exactly because the
0: you know Star Wars was born out of George Lucas's mind and mix of mythology and Japanese movies. And seventy seven was tied up in a bow at the end, right? Yes, they, they don't have those. to go anywhere. They from didn't there. have to go anywhere from there. So that's what I would like to see a return to. I would like to see contain uh, a contained story to start the thing off right and if you decide if it goes well if it makes money and if you want to make more then make more but give me the opportunity to experience something complete yeah before you decide to branch it off because that to me is the biggest hang-up of solo is that they expected that it was going to go well correct they expected that they were going to get to make more young han solo movies
2: and it didn't Well they're going to. I, I I'm pretty sure I read somewhere that they are doing uh, the next one.
0: I would not be shocked if we saw more Young Han Solo stories on
1: Disney Plus. But I don't think we're going to see another film. I thought that they greenlit the film, but I could be I'm wrong. I'm actually really good with Young Han Solo as a series on Disney Plus. Yeah, me too. Oh, I'm I would. super Space Cowboy fuck yeah who the hell
2: doesn't like you ever see the show what was it Firefly oh that's my favorite sci-fi show man I'm telling you
1: you're telling me that doesn't have shades of Han Solo and his motley crew it certainly does yeah right so I'm fine with that but I couldn't agree with you more on give me a complete story and expand upon it right I'm sick of seeing a third of a story you know and then going well shit I'll see you in two years yeah I guess we gotta wait for the other part huh
0: Yeah. Yeah. Now you can do that with the second installment because you've already established everybody in the first installment. Right. And in the second installment, we can get more from them and we know we're going to get more
1: from them. That was the beauty of Empire. Yes. And what happens when you expand on something that exists, even if you go back to, let's say, episode three episode three was guilty of okay well we got to see anakin turn into darth vader we've got to see the twins being born we've got to see the fall of the jedi we got to see this we got to see that when you give me a complete story and can expand upon it i don't then need to go the other way right i was just fine living in my head seeing anakin turn into darth vader in the crater of a volcano. Now... It we, was better in my head. Way better. We have already... We just touched upon it.
0: Disney+. Mm-hmm. I think that that is a major puzzle piece of where Star Wars is going to go from here. Because, I mean, frankly, the same thing for Marvel, right? There's a lot of Marvel content that has been announced for Disney+. Plus. There's only one Star Wars show that has been announced for Disney+, Plus so far. But you can't tell me that they're not going to do more. What is the Star Wars show that they're they've, they're making, they've made for Disney Plus? The Mandalorian. The Mandalorian. The Mandalorian. It is a character that, uh, assumedly, we are unfamiliar with, with a cast of characters that we are also unfamiliar with, yep. in a setting
1: that we are not familiar with. And how but, many people are refreshed by that? A lot. Oh, I can't wait to just see something that I don't know a thing, thing about. about. Right?
2: Well, except we do know just enough about it you know what I mean, we right? Do, yeah. we just okay. Do, it's in Star Wars. Yep, I know what the Mandalorians are. Right, but I mean that's we can do that with Star Wars. There's there's a lot of planets. Yeah, there are a lot of species. Do a, a Twi'lek or Twilight, however you decide to pronounce that story. Well, do they already one. did in
1: Rebels, but yeah, know what right. But mean.
2: that's it. They did in Rebels, and it's amazing. Right. Or
1: uh, and I know this was EU before, but what if after this trilogy closes, we do get that time break? And let's say the galaxy is pretty much at peace, right? 100 years from now or whatever. Things are working. Of course, there's local skirmishes and wars and blah, 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 blah. But, I mean, there's no galactic civil war that's all-consuming. Maybe it's time for something to come in from out of the galaxy. Something that isn't affected by the Force. Something that's barely affected by lightsabers. Sure. Now, those magical people who were unstoppable... Are kind of just everybody's like we are, you know. Hey. And that that would be
0: a refreshing story to see on film. Right. Obviously, it's a fil- it's a story that people are familiar with from the using the
1: Yuzang Vong, Yep. But
0: yes, I think oh. that if Benioff and Weiss are making that trilogy, I would be interested in seeing that. You know
2: what? I don't want to see Boba Fett crawl out of the Sarlacc pit. <laughs> <clears throat> I don't want to see Boba Fett. That's it. That's the whole statement. I don't want to see Boba Fett.
1: And guess
0: what? I don't want to see Boba Fett either. And I think that that is the perfect place to wrap up this conversation. (laughs) We all no matter what we get from the future of Star
2: Wars, nobody wants to see Boba Fett. Correct. We managed to collect all the fans that don't like Boba Fett on our podcast. And you, you can't give me a prequel on Boba Fett either because whatever you do, he's a bumbling idiot in the movies I've seen. <laughs> and and, bumble- Frank, and frankly, frankly, in Clone in the, Wars as well. Right, in Clone Wars as well. The only thing, and, and it's already been done, the only thing I would like to see is Boba Fett pick up the helmet and his dad's head drop out. Yeah, oh boy. And they've made that cut. I wanted to see him shake it a little bit to get... The head
0: head flies out of the helmet. You can see the shadow. You see it happen. No, I
2: know what happens. I'm just saying what I want to happen. I I see. Like shaking a ham out of a can. Or or, uh, if you want Han to just start laughing when they're like, Boba Fett... Boba Fett. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. That would be a good recut. We appreciate you stopping by once again. Your insight is always welcome, and I think that this has been a a great series of conversations. And I hope you feel the same way.
1: I have a request. Yes, I want to come back after the rise of Skywalker. Well, of course. Oh yes, of course. Like for the episode right after the movie. All right, we will see what we can do because it. Of course, I'm going to be the one that doesn't show anyway, so. <laughs> the, the,
0: the problem the problem that we run into with that, and this is probably something nobody cares about, the problem that we run into the, with that is that Star Wars movies, at least the major ones so far, have tended to release in winter,
2: <coughs>
0: around Christmas time. Yes. And that results in Ben and I often having to record from far away, from far away land. Like, uh, I am in my home, he is in his home. But that doesn't mean we can't get you involved in your home. If, sure. you, if you have a microphone.
2: Yeah. Okay. I was going to say, I think that can still happen. I think can the way we use allows us to
0: talk <laughs> to more human beings. Multiple people in it.
2: What? This I, isn't the 90s? That's all I use it for, but I mean, it, I think it's capable. I also okay. have a vehicle, and uh, it's
1: not a Panzer tank, so I can travel in winter. That's true. I mean, I can as
0: well, but it it often isn't competing. Road convenient. trip. Road trip. All right i think that that is going to do it for this week uh again reach out to us at a uh, new jedi archives at g- gmail.com one word uh so that you can give us your feedback on this episode subscribe on whatever podcasting format you are using share this with your friends because we would like them to to hear this as well and get your opinions and their opinions on what is going to come uh and in two weeks we will be discussing something else I don't know what that is yet. Will it be Star Wars related, It will be Star Wars related. You can bet on that. Hell, it might be season one of Resistance. That would be cool. We will see. I've only seen one episode so far, Zach. Me too. But by the time this podcast is released, I'll actually have seen all of it. So
1: we'll see how it all works out. I would like to see us add up the money. Just a real rough estimate on what we've spent on Star Wars. Um not where my wife can see it. Um, no. <laughs> okay. Spent on Star
0: Wars. Period. Original releases. Nope. Star Wars. Right. That I've spent on multiple
1: of the same movie. No, no. The entire. I'm talking shirts, Legos. Action figures. I uh, you don't want to know. I know my number has a comma in it. Yeah, and there's probably two digits left of it. My number has a comma in it as I think, well.
2: I think your number might be the gross domestic product of a small African nation. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> uh, Matt. May the force be with you, and also with both
0: of you. And Ben, may the force be with you, and also with you, Jack.
1: Fuck you, Ben. <laughs> the power. This has been a Galactic Netcast production. For more, go to GNcast.com.